Welcome to today's newsroom special with Liam Briley. Re-established in June 1939, months before the outbreak of World War II, the Women's Land Army filled a gap in the farming workforce that had been left vastly exposed during wartime preparation. At its peak, it had more than 80,000 members who worked closely with working horses to produce 70% of the country's food. International working animal charity Sparna, the Society for the Protection of Animals Abroad, is celebrating this landmark 80th anniversary and the heroic efforts of the Women's Land Army members. To tell us more, we were joined by CEO of Sparna, Jeffrey Dennis. Can you just start by telling us why the Society for the Protection of Animals Abroad decided to commemorate this particular anniversary? Uh, I think a lot of people didn't understand exactly what happened, and we wanted to honour the Women's Land Army for all the work they did in the Second World War. Um, At the beginning of the war, before the war, 60% of Britain's food was imported. And then at the beginning of the war, vast numbers of ships carrying food uh, were destroyed. I mean, in total, something like 2 million tonnes of shipping. So by 1943, 70% of Britain's food was supplied by the Women's Land Army and, of course, the working animals that supported them. That is a tremendous effort. Mm. And could you tell us more about the the working animals that assisted the efforts of the land girls? Yeah, it was mostly horses, uh, but basically these were women that a lot of them came from cities and towns, um, and they moved, you know, it became a serious problem, obviously, the food supply in the UK. So they moved to the countryside. They worked literally from, you know, dawn until dusk um, and lived in sheds and things to help it. It was really, really hard work for them. And I think a lot of people don't un- didn't understand what they actually did. I mean, I, I have a son who's 21 years old, and I told him the story over the weekend. And, of course, he had no idea. So although the men at the time and the boys were overseas fighting, the work the women did was really, really important. Could you just tell us a bit more about the, the average day in the life of a land girl and the animals they worked with was like? It obviously sounds like hard graft. Yeah, um, I mean, a lot of it were horses, but they were basically living in areas that they lived lived in before, living in sheds and outhouses and so on. They were getting up literally at at dawn, and they were working all day, ploughing, helping with the harvest and so on, and worked until, I mean, there was nothing else in their lives. They worked until night, and then they went to sleep, woke up the next morning, did the same. But as I said, by... In 1943, 70% of Britain's food was supplied by the Women's Land Army. And we may well have lost the war if they hadn't been doing that. Mm, and I think it is one of those parts of history that we need to shed a bit more light on it, as you say. The, uh, the I, I agree. And as, as Spana, my charity, um, we now work in 26 countries around the world, largely with the poorest communities. So Ethiopia, Mali, Mauritania, Zimbabwe, countries like that providing free veterinary care, also training local vets so that they can take the work over themselves. And as importantly, we train owners on how to better look after their animals so they avoid repeat injuries. We educate children in schools so that they, they and their families better respect animals. And increasingly, we work in emergency situations. There was recently a very serious cyclone that hit the east coast of India. I spent about 15 years of my life working for the Red Cross, So the Red Cross were there helping people, but their animals were dying. And that's why we went out there. And, of course, in the long term, the people that the the Red Cross were saving rely totally on animals for their work or for their income. So that's what we were doing to work alongside organizations like that. 
So what are the types of animals that the charity is working with nowadays? You said it was mostly horses back with the land girls. I imagine it's mostly horses now too? It's uh, mostly donkeys and horses around the world. We work with mules. We work with camels in some country like the western part of India. And we work with elephants in one or two countries. And as you say, these are absolutely vital lifelines for the people who live there. Yes, they are. And I am a great believer that the vast majority of the world's population are not deliberately cruel to their animals. Of course, there are some people that are, and there are some people in this country that are, but the vast majority aren't. But if you train them properly, they will actually befriend the animals, and they start naming them and saying, yeah, that's our, our kind of... You know, our household animal, it's wonderful. And you see the way they then treat their donkeys afterwards, which is fantastic. Hmm. If people want to find out more, is there anywhere they can go? Yeah, please do. If you go to our website, which is spana, S-P-A-N-A dot org, then first of all, there's a lot more about the Women's Land Army because we've got a section on that. And then we also describe all the work that we do. And if anybody wanted to support what we do, that would be fantastic. OK, Geoffrey, thanks very much for your time. Thank you. Across West Yorkshire, Manchester and Glasgow, this is Sunrise Radio on FM, DAB, online, mobile, tablet and TV.